Max Dunning. Wake up, boss a job. In the kitchen, whip it out. Whip, whip to my wrist is fucked. Then I phone the plug, I'm telling, ring me up. Ring me up, ring me up. The niggas phone me, say she need a stuff. Ten out of ten, man, this ain't a bluff. Came from the mud, now I live it up. Wake up, boss a job. In the kitchen, whip it out. Whip, whip to my wrist is fucked. Then I phone the plug. <laughs> it's on the line podcast hosted by Rico and Avid just two guys trying to keep it real and trying to keep it relevant Avid what are you telling them you know that the success is imminent alright let's go you forgot that jeez I got you man's too stressed today for that yeah um, I'll just introduce everyone so yeah today um, season finale on the line episode 10 we've got um, a guest um, special guest here um has been like a mentor of mine, um, helping me through with like just what I want to do in life, um, like faith, just different things. We've got Michael from Rice at Home. Yeah. What's good, guys? Yeah, like, um, but yeah, like even in terms of like podcasting, like giving a lot of advice. Um, <coughs> But yeah, it's just a overall, like, just a sick guy, do you get what I mean? Like, just one of those guys. On top of that, we've got, um, yeah, like Rico mentioned, like, we've got BK here. Oh, from, the camera. Yeah. What, what episode was he on? Was it six? I yeah, think he was, was on um, Cheryl's story one. Cheryl's yeah. story versus Top yeah. Boy, so recurring yeah. guest. Yeah, he's basically friend of the podcast, if not unofficial member, do you get what I mean? Because he's been helping. Family yeah. friend. Yeah, he was the one helping us out with um, the promo yeah. at one point. In fact, he was the one that put both of us on to, like, rice at home. So it's yeah. just an interesting turn Things of came together. Yeah, yeah, do you get what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But, Smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, how's your week been, though? Who, me? Or? Just everyone in general, like... Uh, well, yeah, my week's been calm... I've just been in college, just doing my thing. Uh, yeah. Assignments. <laughs> nothing special, too special been happening this week. Not Nothing springs to mind. It's been a calm week, though. I can't complain. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's been like a bit of a weird one for me, like, um, in the sense that, you know when, like, a lot happens mm. in a week, but it's just, like, condensed? I'll say, like, to do with, like, faith and stuff like that like just been not having like that like kind of weird dreams like just hearing recurring things and you know like do you ever get that feeling that something Same. what seriously I've been hearing recurring things I had a weird dream like two days ago as well yeah like lately I've been hearing about like hearing the voice of God do you get what I mean and like that's been consistent then like yeah Weird dream. I was in America. Um, I was staying at a pastor's house. Someone tried to rob me at gunpoint. Um, yeah, it's just a long one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's been good? What's been going on for you, Michael? Yeah, it's been a productive week. Um, I've gone back to waking up at five a.m. every day just to get things done. Basically, um, obviously. It's SAD season, like it's cold, so you don't really want to do the work or, yeah, you don't want to work hard. Like it's the season where you feel like just curling up and making yourself as comfortable as humanly possible. So 
it's a lot harder to get a lot of work done. Mm-hmm. So waking up early is like forcing me to do like it's helping me by <laughs> like when you face hardship you can either make things easier or make things harder and when you try and make things easier for yourself and make yourself comfortable you don't grow so I've made things harder for myself and then by making things harder I've been forced to step up to match that standard and reach um what I should be doing so it's forced me to be more consistent again with gym and then it's made me do more work because I can get all my work that I need to get done for the day by like one, two. So then from there, if I feel like, if I feel tired, if I feel like curling up, whatever, whatever, it's fine because I've done all my work anyway. Whereas if I'm waking up at like eight, nine, ten, it's a lot harder to then push myself to go to the gym and then push myself to do all the work and not lose energy and lose focus and lose momentum by then. So, yeah. Like, how do you, like, kind of plan on maintaining that through the winter, though? Because, like, a lot of the time when you get those, like, spurts of energy, Mm. you can, like, burn out. Like, what's your... Um, Just by keeping it sustainable. So, doing things that make it sustainable. Like, to me, burnout comes when you're doing something that's not sustainable. When you're, like, Mm. going over the top doing too much in a way where this is not something that can be continued forever and ever and ever. Whereas me, if I'm waking up at 5am, that's not a struggle if I'm sleeping early, if I'm sleeping on time. So then it's a discipline thing and like discipline requires you to say no to certain things. So now I'm having to say no to, okay, I'm not necessarily going to be out somewhere until midnight all the time. I'm rather going to try and be in bed for eight, nine so that I can wake up super early again. Um, And that's, that's basically what it is. It's just about protecting the sustainability of this situation rather than allowing myself to be pulled by all the forces that are trying to pull me. Mm. I get you. So like, even in terms of kind of development into like how you are as a kind of person, I'll say that, the podcast has, like, kind of given a lot of people, like, an insight into what, like, you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Your, your development, like, so, like, could you tell us about, like, what Rice at Home is? Like, what's the theme of Rice at Home? Yeah, so for those who don't know, Rice at Home is, I'm not going to say a podcast, Rice at Home is a platform, it's a self-development platform for those specifically serving the urban community, yeah. um, in the UK particularly, but we have people outside the UK that follow us as well. And it's just for people who have either an entrepreneurial spirit or they just want to become a better version of themselves, a stronger version of themselves, um, the most successful version of themselves. So as for those who are pursuing success actively rather than accidentally hoping to fall into it. So the way that manifests is we have a podcast where we talk about various topics in which we have expertise and we also document our own entrepreneurial journeys. And um, we also have like a daily email list. So we email our followers every single day with motivational um, stories and like, yeah, like we try and help people. And um, beyond that, like we run run on one consultations, <coughs> mentorship and coaching with people. Um, what else do we do? We also have like a range of like learning materials. So we have a few books out right now. 
um, new one actually coming out tomorrow or will be out by the time this episode comes out. So yeah, we yeah. do a few things. Go yeah, check I never, that. Yeah, Good. check that. But yeah, I never like, that's actually interesting because I never knew Rice at Home was actually like going beyond like to that extent. I thought it was just podcast yeah. advice. But now that I'm hearing you're sending emails, doing this, doing that, that's like, it's more of a movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, at this point, it's community. That's yeah, what we yeah, really want like it community. to be. And, like, um, part of the reason why you do it is because we don't want to be average. Like, that's one of the core principles of Rice at Home, not being average. And to be better than average, you have to do things that the average person isn't willing to do. So the average podcast isn't willing to also email their followers every single day. The average podcast isn't willing to, you know, coach people directly on the things that they talk about. Um, the average podcast is willing to write books and, you know, books don't even work for the topic of every podcast. But my point is, it's all about going above and beyond to build your community, basically. Yeah. So like for something to take away from that. Yeah, cool. So like when you say it's like a platform, do you mean that each kind of area, each kind of like little, I don't know, division is... Um, has like a great weight in itself. Like, are they all equal? Do you all view them? <coughs> yeah, we all we all view them. Yeah, equally as in, but as differently. Important, yeah, yeah, they're they're all important. Like, there's I don't think we let go of any of them. So, like, we know that we cannot stop putting out the podcast every week. And for some people, that's what works for them. So that's the only way they'll ever interact with us. We also know that we cannot flop with the emails because some people need those emails to have the motivation to go out and do what they need to do for their business to grow. Um, we can't stop putting out books because we've had people come to us and talk about the books. Like, yeah, like that thing that you said in this book, that's what made me start my da 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 Or that's what helped me to, this is like the lesson that I want to teach my younger siblings, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that they're all important to us and they're all, um, they're all things that we're going to keep doing and sustaining. No problem. So like, how how was it like conceived? That's something that I've been meaning to like ask you. How did it come about? Mm. Uh, so rice at home started because so Amma and Travis are girlfriend and boyfriend. For those who don't know, and um, at the time I'd met Amma, I think three, I think three times, if not four, and like we'd got into talking, and at this point I'd been like reading up on. Um, success and like money and entrepreneurship as well as like the woke stuff so like the black community and um, <clears throat> like the social political and social economic state that we're in etc cetera, etc cetera, and like the history behind it and it turned out she'd been reading about that kind of stuff as well so we'd had a couple of like good conversations about that and Travis was nowhere to be found he was like FIFA and <laughs> pop culture um but we kind of talked about that and we realised, oh, okay, we're kind of into the same kind of stuff. And, like, she must have been trying to get Travis into it, I'm assuming, because she... This, this is what I assumed happened. She must have been, like, sending him stuff. So she, one time she sent me and Travis the same tweet and it was, like, an entrepreneurial tweet, but she didn't realise it was going to create a group chat. Mm-hmm. So she accidentally created this group chat. And then from there, like, we just talked a bit and we got to, like, the three of us... Um, got to a point where we were always sending stuff into the group chat, like entrepreneurial type stuff or 
um, success type stuff, um, like job opportunities and like networking events. And then we went to a few of these networking events. So like at this point, Amo was starting to say, we should document our journey because there's nothing out there where like all the books and the resources and the podcasts and stuff is all of people who have made it. Yeah. It's all people that are already rich. And now they're saying, oh, back when I was this, but there's nothing really out there of someone who's not made it, not gotten there and is documenting from day one. So she had the idea where she was like, we should do a podcast about day one, about like, that's where you where people start from and do, 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 do. so it was her idea. So it's like quite, a, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say like that in itself is like quite brave. Like that's like a leap of faith because a lot of people wouldn't be willing to do that because yeah. people are watching you and if obviously yeah. if it flops, if, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If it don't go to plan, then there's just people who've been watching you and it's just like this is that added pressure yeah another, definitely another thing I wanted to ask was that was all of this this year was it spanning back uh, this is spanning back so this was all of that was I think July June July-ish of 2017 oh cool, cool. Um, that all that happened and then like yeah she came up with the idea and we discussed it a bit like the first time she said it me and Travis were just like nah we're not doing that yeah and then <laughs> she said it again and I was like it's a good idea, actually. I, like, it makes sense. And then she said it one more time and then Travis finally jumped on board and then we discussed stuff and, like, Travis came up with the name because we were trying to come up with names for it and, like, Travis is good at that kind of stuff. Like, he's the one... He's quick with the, the like, little witty yeah, comments yeah. and bars and stuff. And then, yeah, Travis came up with the name and then we had, like, a few more meetings. But it took us ages to record our first episode, like... From like July through to September, we were saying we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. But you know how black people are sometimes. Like you just <laughs> you just have the idea, but it's just not it's not moving forward until we we literally were just like, right, where do free shots record? And then, yeah, we went to Jukebox Studios, which is Savage Dance Studio, and we yeah, we took it from there. Um and like, it's interesting that you say it's quite brave because we always went with the mindset that we need to be quite open on the podcast. Like if part of what we're saying is we want to be honest about our journeys, part of that requires an openness. Mm. So like, if you listen back, you can hear episodes where we're just saying like, yeah, like we're broke. Like, yeah, yeah I haven't paid my phone bill. Um, yeah. Like we had to crowdfund the Nando's meal this week type thing. <laughs> like serious, seriously broke like and being obvious about it because people don't like to talk about when they're broke they like to talk about how they were broke once they're not broke anymore so I think that's another thing that makes us different like we're very happy to talk about our current situations and then um, like the gradual journey so it's not just a zero to 100 like by the time I don't have plans to end the podcast but like I can see this being a thing of years where people will have like a five-year archive of this is how he went from yeah. here to by God's grace millionaire billionaire type thing mm-hmm. um and yeah and that would be great a great great resource no amen um I was gonna say like because it's like kind of like a grassroots thing mm. it's like like you said you're documenting the journey and it's like it's kind of it's raw, it's like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Not um polished, not cut. So like, how's it been kind of do you get what I mean? 
having people like kind of focus on you, like in the sense that you're like kind of growing up as people listen. Like, do you get what I mean? You're in the spotlight. Cause I was thinking about it today, like with something like a podcast compared to like, let me not even say podcast, with something like a platform where you are, your voice is kind of a regularity. It's not like a, it's not like a rapper or something. You're always, people are always looking at you for you. And it's like, mm. people are hearing you, listening to you coming out of the womb, crying to you reading your first sentence, reading your book, doing your spelling bee, to like you reciting poetry. Do you get what I mean? It's like yeah. people are hearing you grow, listening. Like, how's it? How's that been for you? Like, kind of? Um, it's been cool. It's been cool. I, like, we haven't really had any... It's funny. When we were all very, very broken stuff, no, there wasn't really backlash or like no one was on Twitter insulting us and stuff. Mm. Um, as we've equally started to see a bit of success and a bit more of a like building a following and stuff, and people are seeing us make a bit of money, that's now when people have started to. That's now when backlash has occurred, <laughs> basically. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's been it's been good. Like I've <clears> not like. Obviously, it's scary putting yourself out there where you're like, yeah, guys, I'm very broke right now. Like, EE has been sending letters. Duh, 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 duh. But at the same time, like, what can someone really say to that if I've owned my truth? I'm the one who put that out there. It's not It's not Michael Exposed. It's not Amma Exposed. It's not Travis Exposed. We put that out there. Mm. And people can't really relate to it because no one wants to talk about the times when it's tough out here um, type of thing. Especially like in this day and age where you have what's called hustle porn where everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and like, I can't believe that you're happy only being paid 12 times a year and all this nonsense or like, um, I'll sleep when I'm dead, like the money never sleeps, all this stuff. So everyone likes to put up the glamorous stuff. Mm. No one likes to put out the the hardship and the mm. the anxiety and the the credit score is sliding and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so it's not been like because we're the only ones doing it. People and people can relate to it. People have been really supportive about it, and people have it's endeared people to us. Basically, <clears throat> it's endeared people in the sense that they know okay if they're willing to put out this kind of stuff, then they're the real deal. Like they'll there's someone that we can trust. Mm. And then people have reached out to us because of it. Um, and again, like, now that we're starting to show the growth, like people can see the growth in terms of, they can see we were here and now we're here. And they can see that we've becoming experts in our fields, um, respectively. People are now reaching out for advice and help and mentorship, um, which is great because I don't, I feel like if we hadn't put out the stuff at the beginning, we wouldn't necessarily get as much trust and love from our supporters and our our tribe, basically. So, yeah, it's not been too hard. It's not been, like, if anything, it's now that we're seeing positivity that people want to cut us down. But, of course, it's impossible. One question I had, and I think a lot of our viewers would be interested to know. So, from, like, the age range of, like, 18-year-olds to 24, 25-year-olds, What, apart from like a nine to five job, what other ways would you recommend getting avenues of income, streams of income? Because like? obviously trading and stuff like that is quite popular right now. Yeah. What else do you think um, 
that whatever methods. Okay, so fundamentally, value comes to people who add value. So you need to find a way in which you can add value to people's lives. The more value you can add and the more people you can add value to, the more you'll receive back in terms of compensation, in terms of cash. So it's all about positioning yourself to add value. Um, And the way to do that is you develop a skill or you find a way to get something that people want. So for people in the 18 to 24 range, outside of a nine to five, that could be anything from, I've become very, very skilled in this one area. So now I can sell my services or it could be, I buy something cheap and sell it at a higher price. Um, one popular model is drop shipping. So like if you're in that age range and like you have 1,000 to 2,000 in startup capital, I would recommend learning to get into drop shipping because that's quite lucrative um, at that level and at that age as well. Um, and then the other one I would recommend that literally anyone can get into is content creation. So this is what my new book is about, right? This is this is we're in this age where, like before, if you created content, let's say you had an idea for a talk show, mm. or you made music, or you, yeah, like any kind of content that you create, there was always a gatekeeper. There was always someone that you had to go through mm. to get it to con- the consumers. There's always someone that you have to like some kind of exec somewhere that you have to talk to to get your show on TV or to get your music in stores. Mm. Now, with the social media age, you can create something <clears throat> and just put it out there. Yeah. And anyone can access that now. So content creation is like this new, huge thing. It's like a content creation renaissance that we're in right now. So that the very the easiest, the cheapest, it takes time, it takes dedication, but the cheapest thing that you could do to earn money is become a content creator. So create regular, high-quality content around whatever you're passionate about. If you are passionate about rare coins, create content around rare coins um, and put that out there, like develop an Instagram account where you're posting three times a day, that kind of thing. And then from there... Um, you can get people onto like an email list. And for those who don't know, email marketing is like the most effective form of marketing online right now. As in social media marketing is great. And it's like this new sexy thing that all these brands are trying to buy into and and stuff. But email marketing is still 40 times more effective, which means every email subscriber is worth 40 followers on Instagram. Um, And from there, through your email list, you can help people, like you can build a tribe of people who are really endeared to you. And you can dis- like display your expertise so you can show the level to which you know about what you're talking about. And beyond that, you have the opportunity to now have like a two-way street of conversation with people so you really grow your tribe. And then you get to a point where you can add value to your tribe in a way where they're willing to pay you for it. <coughs> mm. okay. um, so, for example, I just mentioned that I have a book coming out. With my book, I'm charging for my book. And you don't have to buy my book if you're in my tribe, but people in my tribe will buy my book because they care about the content I'm creating and they know that what I'm giving them will add value to their lives and help them tremendously. So some people will be willing to buy the book. Mm. Um, Yeah. And it's a thing of every stage up until now, I've added value. So they trust me to continue to add value when they're paying for it. 
So yeah, I'd say content creation is is the next big one. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that email marketing. I won't lie because um that's something that kind of um big up to BK. Yeah, he suggested from before with the podcast. You don't you don't remember this? This this was I never mind. But like you you suggested something along those lines. You don't remember this? Email marketing. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. If he did, he was right. Along yeah. those lines, he did say so. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. interested. Yeah, nah, build, build an email list and like email them at least like once a week or whatever. Even if it's just to say, this is where we are with the brand. This is what we want to do next. So what? And just keep them in the loop. <clears throat> do you reach? So do you reach out to the? This is just a question. Do you reach out to the people you wait? So you reach out to your most loyal followers, or um? So we give all our followers the opportunity to join our email list. And when they do, we email them um, with stuff like if we're doing something, if we're going somewhere, if we're going to have a live show, we'll email them. Um, we email them motivational stories. We email them with stories about ourselves and what we're going through. So like on the podcast, we talk about what we're doing and what we're going through. On the email list, we go more in depth. Mm. Like in, on the email list, if I have a like, if I, my email is coming out tomorrow, I'm talking about why I'm sick of working with Travis and Amma. For example, <laughs> yeah, like you, you got to be real about it, and that's the thing. It's only for the people who are willing to jump on the email list and get that kind of deep dive mm. about it. So is it kind of like a blog kind of thing. As yeah, well? yeah, yeah. It's similar to a blog. Okay. Similar to a blog. Um, but yeah, again, it's like it's exclusive. So your people that follow your podcast, follow you on so on social media, those are what I call passive followers. Okay. So they follow you. It doesn't take anything for you, for them to follow you. Um, like you might just come up on their feed type thing. Whereas active followers, and that when they've jumped on your email list, now they've specifically chosen <coughs> to receive correspondence from you. Mm. So they've actively said, "I want to hear from you more." No problem. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I look at it. Um, what I was gonna ask about is like kind of like the hosts and the audience. So, like, me personally, I know um, Travis as well. I don't know Amma, but big up to them. But, like, what sort of, like, dynamic do you have on the podcast? Like, what would you say is, like, what's, what characteristics um, do they bring? Very friendly. People say they like our chemistry. Um, we we give each other space to speak, okay. which apparently is rare for podcasts. Um, I think a lot of podcasts like to talk over each other, but we definitely give each other space to speak and like we wait for each other and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's a playful dynamic as well. Um, we allow each other to be ourselves. So for example, I'd say I'm probably the controversial one. I'd probably the the one who is a bit off the rails. Um, I'm the one who gets like really, really passionate when she's in her flow. And Travis is like the calm one who's who is just given the information. Like he knows his stuff, he's relaxed, um, type thing. Mm-hmm. And like we allow those characteristics to come forward because they make us unique <clears throat> and they like they make the whole thing gel. Like I think if we were all the same, it would be a bit boring. Yeah. But if you're getting the information from three sources that are quite different, but they have a chemistry, it works. And like sometimes you need a bit of like money mics madness to just <laughs> drip in there just to yeah. keep things entertaining and keep things moving okay no problem so like what about like 
in terms of the audience, obviously you've mentioned that um, it's like the urban community, mm. entrepreneurs specifically, but like, how did you kind of cultivate the audience and like, um, kind of like, how do you cater to them? Like what, what were you specifically looking to? Um, so I guess our biggest why for why we started it was we realized that people our age don't really know much about success. So our biggest why is de- like demystifying success. Okay. Um, and whenever you, whenever you create um, anything, whenever you put out content, whenever you speak on something you will attract people who are interested in that thing, especially on the social media. So, like, it's, like I could give you a lesson about, like, human behaviour. So if you go back to the Paleolithic era, the way that humans existed was everything in the world was trying to kill us, whether it was weather, whether it was animals, whether it was so, lack so, of food. Sorry to just interject, is that Neanderthal? No, no, as in Homo sapiens, but just... Okay, yeah. This is, like, this is kind of the way we evolved, right? So everyone was, everything was trying to kill us. And the way we evolved to try and combat that was by becoming social creatures and forming small tribes where we protected each other and everyone had a role in the job. And we realised, oh, as a group, we were stronger than individuals. So now everyone has this deep desire to be a part of a tribe and categorize themselves. This is fundamental human nature, um, which is why, like, when people are like, oh, you know, you people are so clicky, they're being ridiculous because everyone is clicky. Mm. Um, that's why you feel, like, when you feel that you're not socially included, when you feel like a bit of an outcast, you feel like you're dying because prehistoric man was literally in danger of dying if he was not in the tribe. So because of that, the way that these tribes would form is based on shared interests. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in this thing. You're interested in this thing. We're both interested in not dying. So let's form a tribe together. Mm-hmm. Now, the way friends happen today is you're interested in FIFA. I'm interested in FIFA. Let's play FIFA together. Oh, now we're friends. That's how that's how men become friends, really, in, in, <laughs> in this day and age. Um, and through that, that same instinct is how we built our following. So we realized if we just tweet a lot about the things that we're interested in and we make a podcast about what we're interested in and we write emails about what we're interested in, we're going to attract people that are interested in the same thing. And like the great thing about social media is like, it does the work for you. So back in the prehistoric era to find a tribe of people that you were interested in, you had to walk like hundreds of miles until you found other people and then hope you were interested in the same things that they were. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the main interest was, again, not dying. So <laughs> you'd always you'd always be um, interested in the same type of things. But now, Twitter, Twitter has algorithms, Instagram has algorithms, Facebook has algorithms that literally just pick up the things that you're saying and they'll show similar content to people who are interested in that thing. So if you go on like your Discover feed on Instagram, <clears throat> it will have a lot of content that's similar to the stuff that you've already been viewing yeah. and liking. So yeah. there's an algorithm that is showing you things that it thinks you're interested in. Mm. So if I make a lot of noise about the things that I'm interested in and you're interested in that same thing, the algorithm will pick it up and show it to you. And then you'll look at my page and you'll be like, oh, this guy is an expert in the things that I'm interested in. Oh, that's great. I might as well go and follow him. And now suddenly you're a follower. And that's how we built our following. Just doing that and letting our followers build and build and build. It's a slow burn, but we just know that if we stay in the pocket and keep doing it, we're going to attract people 
Okay, no problem. Um, the last thing I was going to ask, now I was going to ask you, VK, if you had any questions, but the last thing I wanted to ask was, um, can you go into any detail about future plans, um, whether that's not too, obviously if you're keeping some stuff close to heart, yeah. plan, but is there any future plans you've got for the podcast? Um, we want to do a live show. We want to do a few live shows. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I think we've put that out there now. I can't go into X. We are also looking to... I feel like we're coasting at this point. Um, Other people are kind of looking at us like, wow, how do you manage to write an email every day and put out so much information? But we're coasting. So we're looking for ways in which we can take this to the next level. Mm, Um, And that will be coming to you very soon. You'll see what we've we've been brainstorming. Um, Obviously you mentioned like the book coming out Yeah, like things like books coming out Like we're just looking at to put out more content More engaging content More valuable content to our readers um, and followers Quick question, when you say book Do you mean like like a like uh, an ebook, like, ebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit like it's not the the one thousand pages oh, like, paperback. <laughs> nah, 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 that's yeah, that's like, that's long, and you have to um like go through publishing and printing and all that stuff. Nah, it's just digital age, ebook, cool. um, instructionals. Yeah, information. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, we're in the information <laughs> business. Um, obviously, like if you've been following along with what we're doing, we're heavy into marketing right now. So I think we're gonna help out people a lot with um, marketing materials. I know Travis has a bootstrap business plan uh, product that's coming out soon for young entrepreneurs who want to have a business plan but don't want to go through all the like complexities of this is what tax will cost in year four and all this nonsense like these templates seem to have. Um, yeah, we're coming out with a few, a few good products that will help mm. entrepreneurs especially. Yeah. BK, have you got any questions? I'll... Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, yeah, so, well, do you want to come here? Man, so, well. yeah, man, well. man coming on camera. <laughs> come on, come on. Space. Jeez. Yeah, so, just a bit. Um, on the podcast, you guys talk about financial freedom a lot. Yeah. So, with that, people our age, do we have to think about that right now or in the long term? Um, I would say definitely think about financial freedom from now and the reason I say that is because a lot of the people who are in their 50s 60s and 70s who realise they'll never see financial freedom in their lives is because at age 20 they were living their life accidentally you need to live your life with intention and purpose Mm. from as early as you humanly can Um, you can't hit and hope you have to have a direction that people who have financial freedom who didn't start with financial freedom, or who didn't start middle class, or who didn't start with money, it's because they very early on figured out what it was they wanted to do <clears throat> and pursued that with all their might and their energy for the yeah. most part. Um, there's very little luck involved in this. It's, it's literally a thing of you have to have a plan and strategy and follow it and like be agile enough to adapt and like learn and grow and all that stuff and mm-hmm. position yourself well. But that starts in your 20s. Your 20s... People like feel like your time, your 20s is the time to play and have fun and your 20s is the time to be a baby boy, baby girl, all this stuff. Your 20s is the time to build the foundation. Mm. 
And if you don't build the foundation yeah. in your 20s, your 30s becomes harder. Yeah. Then your 40s becomes harder. Then your 50s becomes harder because now you're even meant to be on decline, but now you're you're running to try and catch up. Yeah. So yeah, start start from now. Yeah, I was just gonna so add in on that point. Um, it's like Jide, I don't know if you can hear me. Like, yeah, I was just gonna add in. Like Jide always says to us, in it, when you're young, like work to learn, but when yeah, you're old, work, work to, to learn. learn. Yeah. So when <laughs> I don't want to sound like the one who's just. I think you may need to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to sound like the one who's just like. What, like so when is the time to like have fun? Obviously, people say like, like you can relax in your fifties and that, but like if you have good time um, management, then you can. Yeah, I, I believe in go hard or go home. So when I have fun, I want to really have fun, mm. and to some degree that takes like I have to earn the fun. Yeah. So I have no problem with going on holiday for a whole month out of the year type thing. But I have to, one, be able to afford to go on holiday for yeah. a whole month. And two, to have earned that. But when I'm here at home, I need to be going hard. Um, like there, there are pockets of time to have fun, man. Like it's it's not a never have fun, never go out, don't have friends type thing. Because um, that doesn't make you a well-rounded individual. But it's about just, Structuring your life in a way where your priorities are always taken care of before fun. Mm. So, yeah, that that's what I would say. It's all about structuring your life in a way where your priorities are taken care of. Then you can have all the fun that you want. Like I talked about how I'm waking up at 5 a.m. When I wake up at 5 a.m. and I finish all my work for the day by 1, which I did yesterday, mm. now I have the rest of the day to yeah, have fun if I want true. to. If I want to play FIFA, I can play FIFA. I rewarded myself with a studio visit. yeah. It's them yeah, things. It's just sense. about making sure your priorities are in order. Yeah. Okay. One more question. Um, so, it's about financial freedom again. I'm glad you wanted this badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At our age, there's not that many, like, aspects to reach financial freedom, if you get what I mean. Like, there's not that many diverse incomes we can get. Yeah, there's work, mm. trading, and there's probably at least passive income, but there's more when you get older. So how do we expand that variety? Um, it's all about positioning. It's all about positioning. It's also knowing what is out there. So I wouldn't even say there isn't that many avenues. I'd say we're the lucky generation because we're at the advent of social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. So just through social media, there's so many ways to earn. It's ridiculous. Like I've, I saw yesterday as a 13-year-old kid who has a shoe cleaning business and he's making racks from this shoe cleaning business. People send him their shoes. Like they're like beating up air forces and like their shell toes and like he'll clean them and send them back and charge a fee for it. And he's wow. used Instagram to market this thing. Okay. So like one thing you need to understand is that social media is a marketing tool. It's not just to, to, mm-hmm. to look at cheeks. It's a marketing tool. <laughs> <laughs> so... If you can create something of value that someone's yeah. going to want, you can use social media to market it. So okay. you're not even, you're only limited by your imagination in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be one thing. And then the other thing is like, make sure you're saving a percentage of your income. So even yeah. if you only work in Primark or something, <laughs> like, at least pay yourself first, pay yourself that 10%. Because one, it yeah. builds good habits. And trust me, you want to build the habits younger than older. And two, like, 
you'll have like a small reserve of cash. And the people who are able to do investment and all this stuff is because they've saved a lot of cash and they have cash to work with. Mm. Um, like whenever you hear stories of someone bought their first house at age 23 or whatever, it's because they've been saving from way back. They've been saving since they were 16, 17, 18 years old. Jeez. So yeah, it's, it's all about literally, it's about building leverage. So leverage, like three ways to build leverage. One, marketing. Two, develop a skill. And three, okay. saving pools of cash and letting that compound. Okay. Thank you for that. No worries, man. Cool. Anything else, lads? No, I'm cool. I want to... <laughs> I think we might as well move on to the, to the next thing. Right now, let me... <laughs> yeah, I think we might as well move, move on to the next thing. But obviously... <laughs> That was like pretty insightful. What would you would you have to say? Yeah, that was very. Insightful. <laughs> I've actually learned a lot. That yeah, <laughs> I've actually some yeah. nuggets in there. Um, do you want to go into on blast or what are you thinking? Oh yeah, oh, I've got. If you got something to put on blast, then yeah. Do you know what? Um, one thing that I've noticed, like since not even noticed, but I weren't aware of, like after getting to uni. I thought that the student oyster gives you like a discount. Do you get what I mean when I bought it? So I I ordered it, paid like 20 pounds for the for the thing, like a normal oyster, isn't it? But I'm thinking that it gives you 30% off every journey. So what happens is that it even happened when we were going to record episode seven mm. at Mo's house, isn't it? <clears throat> I put on like maybe like £10 thinking or X amount of money thinking that, oh, yes, it's going to be cool. I'm going to be able to get here, get back to uni. Then I tapped out and then I tapped on a bus and then it made a noise I've never heard before in my life. (laughs) Do you know know the noise I'm talking about? Like, normally it makes like a beep, beep, or if you have no money, it will be like, yeah, it made some... (laughs) Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, this is the first day I've used this oyster because I've, I've just gone back home and I'm thinking to myself what £1.50 per bus journey I was, yeah, I was it, like man. nah and then well. and I found out you don't even get like the 30% discount like on each journey it's like when you buy the week ticket for bus and tram which I never use so there's no discount for train you might as well just get a blue oyster. You know you can... Oh, well, this ain't the right thing to do, but you know you're able to deets like them 16 sus. <laughs> it's all over Snap, fam. You guys are making profit off that last, like, two years. No comment. Yeah, the V-shed and the I'm not saying... I went to the wise. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying it's yeah. hard there, isn't it? But TFO, man, you got to fix up. That's... That's really it. Have you got any... Have you got any funny, like, transport stories? Like, from... <laughs> nah, just of, of getting stranded and having to walk ridiculous distances and stuff. What's the longest you've walked? Ah, the longest I've walked. I've walked from Harrow to Hayes a few times. A few Harrow. times. Harrow to Hayes. Yeah. You're going to have to find out the mileage on that one. <laughs> but it, it was a good, like, two, three hours. Walks. Two, three hours. I've, oh I've done two, three hour walks before. Was it like for discipline or just because you're stranded? Or something? Stranded. <laughs> <laughs> stranded. Yeah. Nah, but um, <laughs> that's really it. But um, 
might as well get into like the meat of this podcast. Like, so like I mentioned, um, Michael's been a big mentor to me, particularly in like faith. And I don't know, maybe go into too much detail, maybe it's a bit sensitive, but like there was a time where we were discussing like um <coughs> gospel drill and spack nation. They've been pretty like kind of do you get what I mean? Um controversial mm. in like the last few months. <coughs> like we've had arguments about this countless, <laughs> countless times. Even on the first episode, I think we mentioned we mentioned we were talking about gospel draw. No, I want, we did. We no, that I meant, didn't I'm telling exist. you. No. I'm telling you. Don't remember. Judgment Day. <laughs> I actually don't remember. What's this guy on about? But yeah. Um, um, so like <clears throat> what I wanted to like discuss today was um like going to Spat Nation with all the controversy that's been going on. Do you think it's like really a church? Um I'm thinking, like, do you want to turn this into a debate, discussion for... I don't even know if it's a debate thing. I'm just saying that. Like, Spat Nation, shout out to that church. I actually want to visit that church. I don't... I haven't actually gone to the church, so I can't say if it's good or bad. It looks good, in my opinion. My only issue is that I think Hope Dealers, <laughs> some of their bars are a bit of a joke thing. But let's get, let, we'll get onto that later, but I'm saying... But Spat Nation as a church, I don't like. It's just it's just a church, isn't it? I ain't been there, so a man can't really give. PK, you look like you've got can't say an too opinion much about Spat Nation. You say about the joke, but yeah. You you do you want to come on? I openly I openly say I listen to their music. Do you want me to talk about? Let's get into the Spat Nation later. Yeah, Spat Nation specifically. What's your opinion? You say their their bars are jokes. No, Spat Nation specific. Okay, cool. Mana, you've talked about bars. Wait, you've talked about like stuff when you're rapping that you haven't done no. What? Uh, it looks like we're getting into the <laughs> gospel drill debate right now, but Okay, some of it's quite graphic, I'm not gonna lie. But which what even the graphic, what haven't I actually not like, I don't want to get into that on the podcast, but <laughs> Just know, I'm, yeah. most of it's spicy. 90, 90% of my buzz, I've actually done it. Well, let me 90%? What have I not... Actually, let me not even... It's calm. I don't know if my mum will ever listen to this, but yeah. Let's get back <laughs> to the gospel drill. Alright, cool. Yeah, so the topic I wanted to like kind of debate for like back and forth today was whether or not gospel drill aligned with the Bible, do you get what I mean? Because I feel like you've seen a lot about, like, a lot of shade thrown, saying, oh, this, this, that. Is this what Jesus would have wanted? X, Y, Z, this, this, that. Do you get what I mean? Mm. And it's like, it's been something that everybody's had, like, a two cents to put in. Um, Really and truly, this wasn't really, like, a proper planned event in the sense that how we normally do it, but... I guess we we already have like pretty polarizing views. You can like kind of moderate this one, but like, what's your opinion? Then Rico, you can elaborate. No, I guess. I'm what hope dealers. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. I'd say the songs are hard. I wouldn't deny that the jaw tunes are hard. Chat mash, 
I listened to that. If it's in the suggested, I actually listened to it. Um, what's the other thing? Postcode Gods and Gods, that was all right. It's calm. Listen to that a couple of times. But I'm just saying that I just feel as though Hope Dealers are kind of, I don't want to say making a spectacle, but a lot of their bars, I just feel is a bit of a joke thing. And they know it's like, they know, I feel like they're kind of doing it for attention. And like that's what, just, um, yeah. yeah, like what bars, like, so, okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, cool. Like, but one bar I disagree with is when they're like, oh, before we spent bands on shoes, put racks on offering too. Like, that doesn't, that's not really like a church, that, that doesn't really align with the Bible. That's your kind of Jesus and all that. That's not, he's not a braggadocious, the Christianity is not a braggadocious religion. That's one thing I don't rate, like bare money in the videos. Like, what are you doing to differentiate yourself from the people that you're trying to save? Uh, is there anything wrong? But I would say like, because I was looking into this, I don't think there's anything in the scripture that says you can't say how much you tie. You Jesus tie. said, never let the right hand know what the left hand is doing. Yeah, but I read the scripture on that um, yesterday. It said, um, the context is like, before you give to the needy, no, don't never tell people what you give to like the needy. Like, let's say if you, give something to someone who's in need. It's not necessarily to do with, like, church. Why do you need to let people know that you put racks in the offering? Like, what are you trying to say? Obviously, I mean... You know, like, they, you know like, they're blatant like, pride. Come on, blatant <laughs> yeah, pride. exactly. Like, like, you're the bro, only one defending <laughs> you and you're, 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 Let's, let's, let's be very honest. I should have gotten to him. You're lucky you're the camera. Let's be today. very honest. You know that... The Bible says you're not meant to be, even when it talks about stuff like fasted and all this stuff, you're not meant to be doing it for other people to see. Mm-hmm. And they're very much, look at what we're doing, look at us, we're, we're the best. Even the bar that I hate the most is these Christians ain't on piss or we're not your average Christians. What's your average Christian, bro? What do you mean? I understand what they mean by that. Who, 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 who are you at and what do you mean? I feel like they mean as, as though, for that bar particularly, <clears throat> and and like, what's the biggest differentiator everyone can see from you and average Christians? True. You're you're spraying money in your video. <laughs> the one thing that's your that's your biggest differentiator. If that's what there's one, I'd rather be average than that. Christian, <laughs> one thing I do like maybe the way they said it was a bit rude, but I kind of understand where they're coming from because I've when I heard it, I saw it in the context as like Christianity is quite a evangelical religion, and a lot of people are quite closed with it or like not like kind of not ashamed but they won't they won't share it when with that's the whole premise of the religion Mm. so I kind of felt that bar because even though they're rapping like most of their lyrics are a joke thing to me their whole (laughs) their whole basis of their raps is to say snatch souls not even save souls snatch souls so I understand it's like they're trying to say oh we're trying for the kingdom obviously they're doing it in like a jokey way which I don't really rate but I, but, I understand that bar. But let me still joke, man. But let me yeah. kind of throw a span in the works because, like I said, yeah, with that um, <coughs> scripture about it says like specifically like giving to the needy, you shouldn't publicize it. It's like you see, like in um, like the epistles, yeah. Paul said that, oh, I speak in tongues more than anyone. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, you guys are arguing about this, 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 that, this, this, that, yeah, like. Obviously, from that one perspective, it may be a case of like, oh, yeah, we're saying, yeah, we tight. Like, this is that. Look at us. Yeah, this is pride. But it could just be a thing where 
I don't know, like they're kind but of playing. Paul, Paul said that with a purpose, right? So mm-hmm. Paul Paul said, of things to boast, whatever you have, I have more. Mm-hmm. So I speak in tongues more than all of you. Mm-hmm. I prophesy more than all of you. In terms of biblical knowledge, I was a scholar while you guys were still mm-hmm. in sin. In terms of like, like in other mm-hmm. words, he was saying all these things that you're boasting about, I have and more. However, I don't boast. Exactly. Because it's not for you to boast. You're not supposed to boast. You're not supposed to brag on yourself. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you boast in is the, the salvation of Jesus Christ. So, so that was the point that he was making. He wasn't just saying, oh, I speak in tongues more than all of you, as in as a as a war dub or something like that. Whereas Spike Nation, <laughs> they're openly saying we are the we are the best, we are the most fruitful creature. Like that's it's a complete different attitude that they're coming with and not, they are very prideful and why and why are you wearing and why are you trying to look like a gang in your video why are you wearing balaclavas in the videos but, but what's inherently wrong with wearing a balaclava in a video why? I'm not gonna lie I don't care about the clothes you know, exactly I'm, just not, I'm not but saying there's nothing wrong I'm, I'm not saying the clothing because like having nice clothes that's calm I never said nothing about the clothing I'm just saying like why like why like in um, what's that one postcode gods and gods like it just literally looks like a ganged off video if you did not hit there's nothing like differentiate but obviously there's nothing wrong wearing tracksuits and that but like the balaclavas like doing that with the bible trying to make it like a gun like you know what you're you know what you're doing you know the imagery you know what it is like I said what's the question let's go back to the question does it align with the scripture is that out of line with the scripture yeah how is it out of line with the scripture Cause why? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just one of the ones I know it is, but I can't. I can go to the scripture where I can go to the scripture where Jesus was like, "Ah, oh, um, to the disciples, sell your cloak and buy your sword." I can go to Jesus was right. the stone what's that the, the builder. What's the context? In the sense that, that he was always like with the kind of. Do you get what I mean? Like he was always on the line. Do you get what I mean? He was always. Not really. What do you mean? He wasn't on the line. He was fully on one side. And you're very... The thing I've clocked about, you like to take things out of context. Like The Bible is a a book that's easy to twist if you can take it out of context. I've told this story so many times. You name these chapters. I used to sell weed using Bible verses. That's how easy it is to twist things when you take things out of context. Can you tell us what verse? Um... In Genesis, it talks about you may eat of the fruit of any tree. <laughs> so I used to, like, when people used to get onto me, like, Ra, Michael, I swear you're a Christian. I was like, nah, like, Genesis says you may eat of the fruit of any tree. And that, as, as far as I could tell, there was no verse that said, thou shalt not smoke weed. So in my mind, like, this was me being genuine as well. Like, I really thought that it was fine to be Christian and smoke weed. It's just, but it's just immaturity and lack of context. But, like, like you've mentioned, yeah, you said that. What like kind of stopped you in private conversation to me was like the where the Bible says, "Oh, put me on so blast." Be <laughs> <laughs> sober. This is on the line, but be yeah. sober. I'm vigilant. So yeah. yeah, like okay, and you can't be sober if you're high. Yeah, so that's kind of like, do you get know what I mean? But like, if I go to the scripture where like Jesus is like, "Oh, to the disciples, sell your cloak." By your sword. If I say, oh, um, he's the stone that the builder refused, do you get what I mean? In the sense that he's not, he's not always, it's not always like the tradition. Like, do you get what I mean? Jesus was a man that kind of almost shook up the tradition, do you get what I mean? Yeah. To begin with. So, like, if you've got another kind of set of people doing that, like another. But where did he say, sell your cloak and buy your sword? 
You're at the last the supper. Context. Yeah. At the last supper. Yeah. What was about to happen? Um the the people are about to come and do a maz, yeah. The Roman is a is a is a mazzoline. But at the same time, I could I could equally take another thing that Jesus said out of context. I could take where Jesus said, um, "Go forth, take no possessions with you, mm-hmm. and wherever you go, preach the word. If they don't accept you, let that town be cursed for the rest of life." And now you could take that and be like, "Oh well, I'm going to have no possessions in this life and walk everywhere and expect people okay. to provide for me." Or as I spread the gospel, and if they don't take it, they'll be the whole town will be cursed for life. No, that's not contextual. Okay. Contextually, he was sending his disciples on a specific mission when he was saying that. Exactly. In the same way, when he was saying, "Sell your cloak and buy your sword," he was being specific to the situation. Oh. This is not a, a, a the structure for all of plus, Christendom to sell their clothes and buy swords. Plus wait, one... Wait, what, what, do you want to go ahead? One thing, yeah. Because even you're trying to defend the, um, them wearing masks. I wouldn't even have anything to say. I, 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 I don't rate it. But before, I wouldn't even have nothing to say about that. Like, like you know when you don't rate something, but you can't really say anything against mm. it. But since you told me that a man only wears his mask so he can get to Cambridge University... <laughs> Is when I fully stopped rating it at all. No, it's I, not like man ain't man man's not man man's not investing in skings and waps. Man is talking about Jesus, but it's shook it's shook to show his face. Show like what you no, had in front. Okay, what? okay, that one yeah. Okay, that is a joke thing. For the most part, I've heard that like kind of um, they're saying it to kind of like reappropriate what it means. Do you get what I mean? In terms of like balaclava, oh. It's normally associated with like, like, do you get what I mean? Gang culture, this, this, that. To mm. another man, it can be associated with like war. And like I say, in the scripture, it does say like they will beat their swords into like plowshares, do you get what I mean? In the sense that you can kind of take things that were like used for bad and then use them for good. And in the sense of like, going back to where I said like, Jesus said, sell your cloak and buy a sword. I wasn't saying it in the sense that, oh, He's saying people to cat. He's sending like people to go and like fight. Do you get what I mean? This, this, that, this, this, that. Like even in the scripture, if you go on in the story, it's like Peter cut off that high priest's ear yeah. and then he healed it. So clearly, you didn't really want them to like use it. Do you get what I mean? But at the same time, like the optics. If you're if you're rolling with guys with like swords, do you get what I mean? Like someone like dressed like kind of almost kind of like for war is that really? Like, like a gang, is that really a bad thing? Is that out of line with scripture? Going back to what I said, like, the stone that the builder refused shall become the cornerstone. It's like, he weren't in the temple. Even if you go to, like, someone like John. John was, I say he was like a Levite or something. He was supposed to be mm. among the highest of the highest, like, dressed in, like, finding and this, this, that. But he was preaching in the desert. He was, like, eating locusts and honey. Do you get what I mean? So John like, the Baptist? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I think like, he took the vow of the Nazareth. I'm pretty sure. What's the... What's the to never um, cut his hair? Uh, they Is didn't that, cut their hair. Like Jesus, everyone says Jesus had long hair. Yeah. Um, like, didn't cut their hair. Like, didn't eat certain things. Didn't drink alcohol. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. or didn't drink wine type thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that's the point I'm trying to make. So like, if... Do you get what I mean? Like I said, like, there's all this stuff about, like, optics, all this stuff about, like, getting onto people. But, like, what in kind of scripture is it, like, against... Okay, so, like, the braggadocious thing. <clears throat> what I would kind of 
throw to you. If I kind of give to someone or give something to like, let's say an organisation or whatever, like a church, like, let's say I give it private, I give privately. That's one thing. But mm. If I give publicly and it encourages other people like, yo, this, this, that. Do you get what I mean? But or, one thing it says in the Bible is don't do things. If you do things to impress man, you'll get your rewards from man, but you won't get no rewards from God. If you do things and only God sees or you're doing it specifically for God, that's when word. you'll be rewarded for. If you you know, like you know what you're trying to do if you yeah. bruv, fam, you, they're not saying this is the thing. Not, where is the debate? You actually know better. Exactly, bruv. there's no debate. <laughs> no, this is what I think you I'm Michael. Been, I'm I've been it. telling yeah, this guy for like a month. Oh. You're smarter than this. You're not even I would expect this from just like some kind of like some Luke or just some bath guy like just chatting. So I wouldn't even entertain it. This guy, like, he's smarter, he keeps coming back, like. I've already told you how many, but like I'll tell okay, him. So I told uh, him the braggadocious barn. He's like, apart from that, it's already that, that is okay, that. Yeah, that okay, is the that. Braggadocious how much? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, the braggadocious is enough to, that's to kill enough. it. Enough. A little leaven. Leaven's the whole lump of bread, bro. Exactly. But at the same, you time... you know, it's a joke like, thing. I don't know why you're so time, adamant like, on, on defending them. At the same time, the Bible says he was numbered. It says he was numbered with his transgressors. <laughs> the one I do I think there is a space for gospel drill like if they ch- change up the, change up the lyrics a bit I think hope dealers could be a, a my, big, big, my biggest problem with gospel drill isn't is is basically that they, they seem very very immature to me and no think, one seems to be oh, correcting them I on said, their immaturity it's not even that's what I was been telling this guy this whole week it's not even like there's some 17 year old like gassed new Christians like these are guys older than us yeah like 20 they look around 21 22 and they're just like talk, they're talking like they're just like young is like that's one but thing that not I, even that just I'm, that I mean yeah. immature in the faith to me they come across like they're very new babies in yeah. the faith type thing and they're on these big big platforms like and no one seems to be checking them on the immaturity in their doctrine pastors in the vids that's what I'm saying so the, the past if the pastor is encouraging immature doctrine being spread to me that's a problem exactly. but at the same time gospel draw I love the idea of gospel draw I to me gospel well. draw is the, is the new Kirk Franklin it's the new Fred Hammond like it's not the first time every like every time in history these kind of movements have come about they've been criticised for the way they dress the way they speak duh, 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 duh. like but it's never been like it's never been a thing where the bible can pointedly say oh because Kirk Franklin doesn't wear a suit he is now evil or he's now sinning so I feel like a lot of it is hate but I feel like they are very immature and someone needs to check them on that but I have hope for them that yeah. as they like if they mature in faith gospel drill could be a solid solid movement okay. I agree with that 100 okay no problem no problem okay I'll admit like there I was playing like a bit of like, devil's advocate devil's bro. advocate like yeah I will admit but at the same time I would say like kind of it's it's pretty do you get what I mean I feel like it's that kind of dog pile mentality like a lot of people are getting onto them like oh this this that optics this this that but like I'm just saying for the purpose of let's go to like the scripture first and foremost like do you get what I mean like if yeah, before you like kind of do you get what I mean get onto something that's the first question you should ask do you get what I mean yeah but um so in your opinion, what do they need to like kind of what needs to be changed then like in terms of Oh, well, in my opinion, I'll just say 
the songs are hard, like Trap Mash is hard. They know how to make good songs. All I'd say, most of the lyrics, I'd say just cut down on the braggadocious lyrics and kind of, you don't really need to like, saying things like whipping up Jesus in the parrot. Like you don't, re- like you don't need to say that. Like, what does that even mean? Exactly. Thank you. Like, it don't mean nothing. It's just like, you're just trying, you're just, tra- well, you're forcing what, trap lyrics. They say put, put Jesus in the pirates. Yeah, I'm pretty they sure. Not in, not in that particular song. I'm talking said, about in other songs, they've said that like, Jesus Hulk. and Kling or something like that. It was along that, those lines. <laughs> and it's like, that don't need to be said. Like, just, just be re- reverent if you're going to, re- if you if you want to rap about Christianity, just be reverent and mm. just do it on a drill beat. Like, it will still come out hard. It don't need to be like differentiate yourself in it what's, what's your opinion in terms of like what needs to be they need to mature that's that's my biggest <laughs> thing like they they need some guidance they need their doctrine to be on point at all times um and they need to fix the marketing man like they've their marketing christianity has a come to jesus and get rich what's exactly. that bro prosperity it's prosperity gospel that's that's a huge like problem and the thing is if people are coming that. to jesus because they want prosperity one, if he doesn't give it to them, they'll leave. Exactly. Two, if prosperity is what their heart is chasing, anyone can offer them prosperity. Do you know how rich the satanic church is, bruv? They can offer serious, serious money to them. So if, if money is what they're teaching, they're training people to be into, any forces can come and just take them out easily. No so problem. yeah, they need to, like, the marketing needs to change. It can't be come to Jesus and get rich type thing, bruv. Like, every, every video, every... It's always, oh, look at the shirts, look at the cars, look at the... Like, that's... You're taking... All you're doing is taking the focus away from Jesus. The focus is yeah. Jesus. And you're focusing on everything but... It's me, my car, my girl, my shirt, my shoes, my... Like, the videos with the with the bare cars. Okay, it's nice that you have cars, but how can that be the church advert? That doesn't make sense. The what, church the, advert the is a bunch of cars. You defend, what is this? You defend this. Oh. Uh, have you got an opinion, a two cents to to give? Same as mine, to be honest. It just doesn't make sense. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to like. You're trying to you're trying to defend them for for reasons I just don't yeah, understand. There's no reason. Like I don't know why you're still forcing it. Like just let it go. I don't know because like I feel like the concept is good, but the execution. And this is the thing. I'm, I haven't been there, so for what I know, the sermon's banging. Is yeah, I don't know about proper the church, sounding saying, doctrine and did did did. But fundamentally, the marketing from jump there are red flags. So I'm never. I I would, don't see myself going there. Okay. Yeah. For me, yeah, I, I've actually been once. I went, like, I think a week or two ago. And it was pretty, like, do you know what I mean? I'm trying to, like, kind of... I was trying to enter with, like, a grain of salt kind of mentality. Do you know what I mean? Not really casting out uh, casting out any... As, much, as many preconceptions mm. as I had. From what they were saying, I felt like it was pretty kind of, like, do you get what I mean? In line, I, I will admit, like, in terms of, like, the money stuff, it was a bit, like, kind of, do you get what I mean? If you're not in the sense that, oh, I think they're doing anything illegitimate, but in the sense that, um, this is something I remember, like, the pastor saying, but I had to think on it after. He, he was talking about, like, his, like, salary, this, this, that, and how he went to making like, let's say, like, five figures. Like, this was five figures a month. And then mm. he was putting, like, 
five figures in the time. At first, like, if I'm being honest, like, when I was hearing the numbers, like, I was just doing the calculations <laughs> in my head. But then it was only until, like, after I came home and I was like, like, right, like, should you really be saying that sort of thing? But I'm saying, like, inherently, like, is there, is there anything inherently wrong in saying, oh, do you get what I mean? How much you've tithed, yeah. like, specifically to... I'm not saying like how much you've given to the needy, how much you've tithed. Is there any like scripture? It's all the same thing. Did you say if boasting about what you've tithed is a problem? It's not even. It's not. not there, like it's boasting, like they're boasting, I'm saying, but the way they I'm say it's it. boasting. Oh, like merely putting it out. Mm, it's it's sticky. I wouldn't say putting it out is that bad, but you yeah. know they exactly. do it in a boasting way. No, but I'm saying when I went to church, it wasn't like a. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like no, some don't know about the church. Yeah. Sometimes the there's a purpose Jesus. and an illustration behind it. Like even um, that book <clears> I gave you to read, Moving Men of Mountains. Yeah. Like there's a part where he talks about the money he was making and how he like yeah. got into a point where he was tithing ninety percent because he didn't need. Yeah. That much money, like he was just like, yeah, me and my wife just decided. Yeah. We have enough. We can live on ten percent and tithe the rest. And with the tithe, like he built all kinds of Christian foundations with it. But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, do you think like the the purpose is inherently to be braggadocious? Because like, okay, if they said, "Oh, I gave this person," do you get what I mean? Mm. This, this, that. But I would say like they're talking about like the church inherently. Like the church isn't a needy place. Like the kingdom of God is. It's, situ- it's situational. I'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. In some situations, yeah, don't put it out there. That's wrong of you. In yeah. some situations, it illustrates a point or it serves a purpose which brings glory to God ultimately. Yeah. In which case, go ahead. Yeah, but do you think that what they're trying to do is kind of necessarily like a pride thing first and foremost? Because I mean, I don't know. It's It's... I guess it, in the scripture it does say like if what your brother if what I do causes my brother to sin then I shouldn't do it but like if you think about it they're not if you watch like a Hope Dealers video you're not gonna let's say you go to the church you think oh I'm gonna kind of get put on it's like you're not gonna be thinking oh I'm going to like trap they're not like leading people astray I mean yeah they are kind of making people think of like the money but I don't know how to describe it I'm just trying to do you get what I mean dissect it from a different sort of angle but I think you give I just see a lot of love of money and I think we're just giving them more credit than that actually dude it's not just that like even the way the pastor has come out on social media his conduct is a bit sticky the way he's like yeah that your parents don't have 5k in their account and other quotables many other quotables so so like obviously you kind of um talked about like false doctrine like mm. with us like um a week or so ago but like what would you say kind of to the listeners cuz I I feel like you've got like a voice like a uh, sort of um kind of a, an approach that maybe useful to somebody who's kind of maybe confused or do you get what I mean? Like, what would you, what two cents would you do? What about Spike Nation specifically or about? Just in general, like it can be looking from the, Spike Nation can be like an example. Um, I would say that 
The Bible instructs us to test every spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And the way in which you do that is you test things against scripture. So if you should be doing this, whatever church you're at, you should be checking what the pastor has said against scripture and you should be checking the context and all that stuff because it's very easy to get led astray. And it's not even always purposeful. Your pastor is also like able to make mistakes. So he might make a mistake and then lead you astray because he's made a mistake. So you always need to be vigilant and aware of that. And the way to do that is by really knowing your Bible. Um, I feel as though a lot of Christians, Christians who are immature in the faith, they aren't following Christ so much as they're following the most senior Christian they know or the closest Christian that they have to follow. And when you're following another person, the other person is fallible. They can fall very easy. They can make mistakes. And you won't even know because it's them you're following. So you can follow them over the edge of a cliff. You don't know what they're on. Whereas if you have a personal relationship with Christ and you know your Bible and you're doing the things that you're meant to, you are a lot less vulnerable then because now you're following a perfect source. So then this, again, comes back to a problem that I see in many churches where they follow the pastor, they they worship their pastor, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. You should never, ever, ever worship your pastor. Your pastor should never have so much of a hold on you that you would just do anything that they say because that's how some of these guys will just run anyhow with your money, your life, your safety, will take advantage, like take you for everything. Um, You need to have that personal relationship with Christ and be able to see the flaws in your pastor. And if he like requires grace, have the grace to forgive him for them. But at the same time, not be taken for a mug because I see a lot of times blind faith. Yeah. And nowhere in the Bible does it tell us to be blind in our faith. Mm-hmm. Faith has to be tested. Faith has to, faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Um, and the, the substance of things unseen or substance of things hoped for and hope things unseen. And like, it's also something that has to be worked. Faith without worked works is dead but nowhere does it say anything about faith being blind faith being something that you just do and you just hope that whoever is leading you is just going in the right direction you need to have a relationship with God yourself (laughs) so that you don't get pulled into things that seem or things that are dodgy and sticky and stuff like this um and the other thing is when you're like looking at churches to go to you need to look at the leadership Leadership is the most important. So it's it's okay if some of the congregation have some issues because ultimately you always go back to the metaphor of church is like a hospital. Not everyone is responding to treatment. But if you see problems in the congregation that are also the same problems you see in a pastor, so for example, pride being the thing that you see in the, the hope dealers that you also see in the pastor, that means it's a problem that has come from the top down. That's a problem with the entire church. That's a red flag. And to me, if I see red flags from a distance, I'm not going closer to the church. I'm not going to go to the church. So yeah, that's my two cents. Obviously, you mentioned that um, you should never like have kind of blind faith. The Mm. Bible says like kind of um, to enter the kingdom of heaven must be like a child. So how do you kind of balance that sort of like... um, believing in the unseen, unseen, being kind of almost naive with um, 
the skepticism that you have to approach things with because like if you if you're like too much leaning on either side of the spectrum you can kind of be led I mean the Bible says something along the lines of he who has faith in man is cursed Mm -hmm. so if you have faith in man you're in deep water faith in God is the only faith that you should really have Mm, no problem um, and just knowing like the heart of man like man's heart is desperately wicked mm-hmm. man is inherently flawed man is inherently evil mm-hmm. and we see that in all of human existence the whole human experience is the experience of the evil of oneself and others so we know that man is inherently evil so if you're putting your faith in man then you're you're landing yourself in deep water it's all about putting your faith in the one perfect thing in the entire universe mm-hmm. god no problem no problem that's cool but yeah i guess <laughs> that's the back and forth really done um that's I to, that one yeah i wanted to move on to the next segment <laughs> what's funny you reason said What'd you say? So I guess I won that one. But I said that one. That's four. Moderator, he, he, he's saying, you going, giving the debate to you then. Show of opinion. It's tense. What's going on here? I'm asking you. you. Oh, I'm the moderator. (laughs) Oh, mad. I thought you were the moderator. He's asking you. Oh, mad. Yeah, this is me not understanding the rules. Um, Nah, I gotta give it to my man here. I I don't understand David's points. Did you get that one wrong? I don't don't think you had had the leg to stand on from the beginning. I'm moving like 6'9 now, fam. (laughs) Four for four. Alright, cool. Um. Mad, oh my days, story season two. But you can go to a low key band <coughs> now. Have you got any songs that you wanted to under 250k? Under 250k, nah, not not off head right now. Yeah, there's no song you're listening to that's just like a banger. Come back to me, go ahead, bro. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um. What, 250k YouTube views, you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Pass my phone, please. Cool. Yeah. So this one is by Sherry and it's called Find You. No problem.
What about you, bro? Um, I don't actually have one at the moment, but there is an exclusive that's out. CB The Truth. Been listening to that lately. It's quite hard. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube, but it's an exclusive in it, so it doesn't have that many views. But very hard song. As well, I'm gonna go with like um, Hope Dealers, Postcode Gods, and God. I'm gonna just stick with the. Let's <laughs> get slapped in. <laughs> uh, you haven't got anything. Wow, what's the shameless plug? Shameless plug. No, before that, it's word for the wise. Like I wanted. Oh, yeah. yeah, so you know, kind of what that is. Basically, it's like we want like the guests to like give a little principle that they've kind of helped them, that's helped them in their life that they apply for like listeners to take away. Never compromise on your principles. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, have your have your principles firm, and never <laughs> sell them for anything. No problem. Oh, and like my most recent one, like compromising on your sleep or your diet to do more work is like selling the car to buy petrol. Does it make any sense? No problem. Those would be my yeah. two. That's... Don't let that one go over your head. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that um, you got anything to let plug, shameless plug, anything? Um, obviously, go follow Rice at Home at Rice at Home Podcast, I believe. I should know this. Rest. Yeah, at Rest at Home Podcast on Twitter. And what's the Instagram? Yeah, at Rest at Home Podcast on Instagram as well. So follow us everywhere. Um, go listen to the podcast. We're on every podcast platform, including Spotify. Um, sign up to the email list. The link is in all our biographies. And yeah, look out for my book, Content Empire. Yo, got anything? Uh, no, I don't have nothing, nothing to plug today. Um, have you got anything? I guess, um, yeah, um, socials, um, OTO underscore official one on Instagram, um, underline pod on Snapchat, Snapchat. um, no. Underline 17, it's well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> underline 17 on Twitter. Personal Instagram, avid underscore full stop artist. Um, what else have I got to plug? Personal yeah. Instagram, Rico underscore artist 15, Rico with two C's. Um, yeah, big up to BK for the filming. You want to, yeah. Um, I think my brother should be dropping a new project. Soon, so watch out for that. Um, I think it's AT the Philosopher on Spotify or just AT or something, eight zero. Um, we'll plug that. Um and yeah, I'm just trying to think. Um, yeah, we should obviously this is the season finale, I guess. Yeah, because it's one been a, it's been a journey. Awful apparently. <clears throat> I'd yeah, like I to like... I'd like to thank everyone who believed in me four for four. <laughs> All the Rico supporters. Yeah, Mayravel. Rico Mayravel. Gonna continue to win in season two. Don't worry, I got you guys. <laughs> Excellent yeah. finish. So I'm gonna have to do a forfeit right now, which you guys are gonna get on camera. Um 
Sabe mad, my own unique accommodation, but yeah, stay like just tune in for that. Watch that; it will be coming soon. Apart from that, it's been a good season. Thank you to like all the listeners. Thank you to everyone who's <coughs> been like supporting. Thank you to like Rice at home, Michael, Travis, Amar. Um, thank you to like all the guests. Yeah, thanks BK for filming. Um, yeah, hopefully, like we want to become like more kind of official, certified, like more structured um, in the new year. So like, just watch out for that. Keep sharing. Um, thank you for the support. But and yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, yeah. Love for that coming back hard of season two. Yeah. Trying to get it in with your crew here Stack that money for the new year See I'm really, 